Paul Show. We are finally back with our first really full uh, show of the season. It's taken us a while to get everyone in the same room uh, and, and talk some football. But I am here. Uh, I'm Matt DeGeorge. I'm here with Matt Smith. Hi. Uh, we've got uh, a little bit of a weird week coming up, so we figured it'd be a good time to uh, catch things up. We've got three days' worth of games, so we can put together a podcast that you can listen to on either Thursday or Friday or or even Saturday if, if you Saturday, if you really yeah. wanted to, or maybe even Sunday if the Eagles game goes downhill quickly. Um, uh, so you know, this week with uh, with the holiday coming up, there's uh, Central League games on Thursday. We're recording this Tuesday night, just so that you know. Uh, Friday is where there's a bunch of DelVal games, and then uh, the Catholic League and Interacts are kind of spread around a little bit. So first things first, we might as well talk about the Central League, since those are the Thursday games. The big game this week is Haverford-Garnet Valley. Matt Smith, you saw Haverford play last week in what I can only describe as a very impressive win over Marple Newtown, at Marple Newtown. Um, what are your thoughts going into this game? Those are the two five and O teams in the central, or two of the three five and O teams uh, in the Central League. Uh, I think it's a pick 'em. Um, I think you can go either way. I know Garnet Valley's kind of everybody's kind of looked at Garnet Valley as the team to beat this year, and you know until proven otherwise, that that's sort of been the case over the last seven uh, several years now. Really, ever ever since they've um, entered the league back in. Uh, 2008 I think it was uh they've always kind of been that uh the standard of excellence in in the central league um over the last decade you know they do have the home field advantage I think a lot of a lot of people probably take will take them as the favorite this week but um and I know you've seen Garner Valley and you'll talk about them a little more I haven't seen Garner Valley so I don't want to make talk too much about them I just you know reflecting back on the game that I did see, uh, Haverford and Marple Newtown last week. Um, you know, Haverford. <laughs> you know, I made this comment to Joe Gallagher off the rec off the record. Like, I I I think this is his best defense he's had, maybe ever. I mean, he's been there 20, 20, uh, 25 years, and I I told him that I think this is one of the, this is the best defense that I've ever seen him have. Um, um, they're really stout and athletic up front. Uh, you know, they're D linemen and their linebackers and their um, d- defensive backs are, are so athletic. Uh, Trey Trey Blair, both Mosley brothers, Shane and Jordan. I mean, they really get after you. And I know Garner Valley doesn't pass that much, so that won't that won't be a factor. But it was a huge factor last week against Marple Newton. I mean, they picked off um, Anthony Paoletti, all Delco quarterback, uh, four times, and um, it was a huge statement win. I mean, it was. One of the most shocking, <laughs> it was shock and awe. It was like a shock and awe mission. Like nobody expected thirty-five nothing at Marple Newtown. Um, you figured it would uh, it would have been like a back and forth game, um, with both teams probably scoring a lot. But say what you, I mean, this, we're not even. I didn't even touch on the Haverford offense, which could be the best in Delaware County. Their defense is that good this year. Um, and, and you know their offense scores five touchdowns. Uh, Jake Rowan, the junior quarterback, throws seven receivers, throws for two hundred and seventy-six yards. It's twenty-four of thirty, three touchdowns, two hundred and seventy-six. Those yards. numbers, those numbers were just ridiculous. I mean, those yeah. are those are co- those are college quarterback numbers when you look at a yeah. a kind mm-hmm. of possession-based offense, which you just don't see a lot of that in high school. Sure, um, and I think. 
you know, one thing I'd, I'd love to talk to Joe Gal about down the road is that he's had in the last three years probably two of the, the best teams that he's ever had, and he's been yeah. there for a very long time. But you go to the, the Central League Championship team um, of Jack Donaghy's senior year two years ago, and now I this team has the potential to be in better. that conversation. I think they could be better, honestly. I, uh, I All around, it's entirely possible that they, that they are. Yeah, and the thing is, um, with that team – in 2015, they were able to run the ball a little bit. They had a couple guys who could, who could run the ball a little bit. Joe Gal Joe Gallagher is famous for his jet sweep <laughs> offense. He, I mean, he's not exactly um, the first guy that but, you think of in terms yeah. of spread offenses in Delaware County. But they haven't even had to run the ball this year. I mean, they in some ways their passing game is an extension of their running game. They throw a lot of quick outs. Uh, you know, they're high tempo, and they stretch the field, obviously, and they did that a lot against Marble. But what gets their offense going is, like, those short, you know, five, six-yard routes. And then, okay, get up, get back to the line, and let's do it again. Bang, bang, bang. And their receivers have been unstoppable, uncoverable. I think that – and it presents a really interesting clash of styles. And I haven't seen Haverford yet, but I have seen Garnet Valley – uh, playing against Ridley, and they did a you know a really good job against them. I'll say of Garnet Valley, I'm maybe a little, I don't know if underwhelmed is the right word with their running game in some of these big games. I know they have the talent. Matt Lassick's a little banged up. They have the switch of quarterback with Ryan Hamby being injured and Cole Palis stepping in, and he's done a pretty good job. He did a great job last week. Yeah, he's and he's a he's a pretty good game managing quarterback. Again, they're not going to air it out 15 no, times a but game. They, the way they win games is running the ball for 60 times. Right. They and just wear opponents and, out. And with, with yeah. Austin Patton and Danny Guy and the options that they have, they have that potential on the offensive side. I still think their defense is probably a little bit ahead of the offense. They've got some real playmakers there in the front seven. Mm-hmm. But again, it's a clash of styles in the sense that I don't know how strong their secondary is, and I don't know how often the secondary has been tested, especially early this season, yeah. against teams of the cape of the caliber in the passing game that Haverford has. Uh, so it'll be kind of interesting. I could see this game being a low-scoring 17-14 slug them out game mm-hmm. because those are two very good defenses that I think are going to you know, create a couple turnovers and definitely get to points where you know maybe they'll let you drive, but then they'll kind of stiffen in the red zone. So yeah. that has the potential to be uh, – so I, I think that has the potential to be probably one of the games of the season. It's not mm-hmm. the Central League Championship game by any stretch of the imagination because Springfield is still hanging out there. Yeah. Um, they are 5-0. and They've maybe maybe flown under the radar a little bit. I don't know if, if that's – I think compared to Hav- – because Haverford's beaten Ridley and uh, Marple Dewtown, those are two quality wins. Springfield doesn't really have that – Maybe maybe win. that's maybe that's just us um, and that it's been yeah, not, you know even Garnet Valley's had Upper Darby and stuff like that but it seems like every yeah. team that's come in and beaten Ridley has gotten yeah. a lot of attention yeah it's because Garnet Valley it's just again the assumption that they're going to be good they're going to be very hard to beat they're automatically one of the teams that you circle and go okay that's that's who you have to beat to win the league so they're in kind of a league in the, of their own um, whereas like a team like Springfield. And, you know, teams like Haverford, they have to show they can beat some of these teams that that have won in the league, uh, you know, like Ridley and like Marple Newtown. So, um, yeah, that's why I think Springfield's a little underrated. But they're mm-hmm. 
they're t- defensively they're really good. You know? I, and I, I would hope that for a team like Springfield, there's really an opportunity this year because Academy Park is, and we'll talk about them in a second, is maybe not the powerhouse Academy Park teams that we've seen the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Great Valley is necessarily as good as it's been. There's going to be some challenge in that 5A postseason, but if you're looking at the Springfield team, this could be a team that could really make some noise in the postseason. And certainly a Central League title would be the gateway to that, but uh, you know, districts could really be the place where they don't have that, that team in their way. And not that you know, they've had success the last few years, but this could really be a yeah. successful season in that regard. And that's, that's getting a little ahead of ourselves. Right. The DelVal also opens up this week. All of the games there are on Friday. And for my money, this might be the m- pretty close to the most intriguing three games you can put together. And mm-hmm. that's not even to say that I really know which order these teams are going to fill out in. Um, but you've got Penwood against Innerboro, AP Chai, and Chester Glen Mills. Now, Matt Smith, I know that AP Chai is going to be the game that jumps out at you. Um, you were out at Chichester today for our football Friday, but it's really running in the paper on Thursday feature, mm-hmm. um, which isn't as catchy as it should be. Um, what do you think about those those two teams and how they match up? Uh, again, first time I get to see both of them, but one thing I mentioned to uh, Chichester coach uh, Ryan Smith, I said like everybody sort of knows each other in the league. Like there are no surprises. You know, when you game plan against Academy Park, you know what you're going to see. When you game plan against Interboro, you know what you're going to see. Interboro's going to run the ball at you and try to beat you up front. Academy Park's going to try to spread it out and kind of get all their athletes involved. Um, Chai, same thing with Ch- uh, Chichester this year, and they've had success doing that, which kind of makes them an X factor this year. But, like, just the fact that they, uh, these teams are so familiar with each other every year kind of makes the league this year, I think, even uh, more intriguing just because I don't think there's that one standout team in, in, term, in terms of a, of a league favorite. I think, you know, Academy Park struggles early on. They go 0-2 and they win two in a row. Last week they were on a bye. Uh, Chichester is out to a surprising 3-1 start. What more can you say about you know, a guy like Rashad Smith come, comes back on the team this year, makes a huge difference for them. Um, he's been the X factor on that team this year. Um, and I think seeing those two teams clash kind of in week one of the Del Val League, you kind of wish maybe it was a little further down the road. But, you know, in years past, we could sit here and go, Academy Park, no way Chichester's beating Academy Park. Nuh uh. Um, I think this year, um, the. <laughs> There's a lot more, well, okay, well, wait a minute. Maybe Chichester isn't that far behind Academy Park this year. There's games, there's been years in the Del Val where you've looked at the schedule and you're like, okay, this is a really good week because it's uh, probably one versus two and then three plays four and then five and, you know, the teams that are going to end up five and six, they all play each other. And honestly, this year, I, I don't I don't really know. It's possible that... You know, it's possible that Penwood Innerborough could be the 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 one two game. I, I'm not really yeah. sure. I think that's I think that's a really good point on Chai and you know a lot of years you would say this is a foregone conclusion. AP's not going to struggle with Chai at all. I think the same could be said of Penwood and Innerborough. Right. You know, year on year you would think for the last seven or eight years you'd think hey 
that's Interboro's game and that's yeah. everything. But you know, Interboro's coming in on a three game losing it, streak. It gets honestly okay. Penwood hasn't won the league since 2010. They haven't uh, beaten Interboro since 2010. And every year, you know, there was that rare year where I think Glenn Mills won a piece of the, the title. But, you know, this year, it, I, I think you could say, well, we, we don't know who's going to win in the league. Um, you know, I do want to mention Penwood and give them their props. Heck, I put them in the Super 7 this week after they beat Haverford School in overtime. And was that a Super – that was a Super 7 – they were the only DelVal team in that Super 7. Uh, oh, with Academy Correct. Park. Oh, Academy okay. Park was in there. Okay. Academy okay. Park had to be in there. Good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're coming off three straight wins here. Penwood, it seems like they got their stuff together, whereas Interboro's kind of headed in the other direction at this point. They're yeah, three uh, three straight losses for them, and you know last week's was, in, in the words of Steve Lennox, it was not a pretty one at Penn Charter. They have their starting running back, Cali Cayate, a little beaten up, uh, so that doesn't help matters by any stretch of the imagination. And meanwhile, Penwood beats okay, this isn't the Haverford school team that it has been in the last few years. I think they're probably in the midst of a little bit of a down year in terms of the skill position players that they have. But still to beat them and to to have the nerve to win an overtime game like that is phenomenal. Obviously, you you know, our readers will have seen Raheem Bowens on the – Five touchdowns. On the back page. That's one of the more – yeah. tremendous individual performances from a wide receiver in, in a, a very long, long time. time. You know, he didn't even enter as their top statistical receiver. That was Kennedy Poles. Mm-hmm. And Desmond Johnson's been kind of orchestrating that offense pretty pretty well early in the season. And they've done most of it with answered glee play being a little banged up and not contributing as much as you would have thought. So this is a dangerous Penwood team. Yeah. And, and I think they can go in and beat Interboro. I think Interboro's very vulnerable right now. That's not to say Interboro is going to kind of really get amped up. And they're, they're back at home. It's the first game of Del Val. You know, there's an energy in the stadium for those Del Val games. That, you know, I could see them turning it turning it around. But at the same time, you know, when when you've lost three in a row and some of your best players are banged up <laughs> and you play a Penwood team, that's going to be awfully difficult to stop. Right. I don't know if I want to if I want to see and, Penwood and, and when that uh, first, on Friday. And when yeah. that first – First bit of adversity hits. Yeah. If you're that Penwood team that's flying high, how do they get over it? Maybe they just kind of say, well, you know, we just played an overtime game. Whatever, let's move past it. Whereas if you're the Interborough team that's coming in and scuffling a little bit, maybe that first bit of adversity kind of knocks you down, and it's hard to get up immediately. And by the time you do, maybe this game's out of reach. So it should be fun. Absolutely. Uh, And then Chester at Glen Mills – you know, Chester, Glenn, both teams are coming off wins, which yeah. is certainly something. Glenn Mills had uh, not a lot of games played this year. They had a couple scheduling issues. I think they had DelVal Charter on the schedule, uh, which closed over yeah. the summer. They were able to beat West Philly pretty handily last week. Redding, uh, mm-hmm. Chester got its offense going against Redding. So, you know, two teams there yeah, where that, that should be a, that, that could be a slugfest. Absolutely, to, and to and or at the, at the very least, two teams that. You don't really know quite yet what to make of them because mm-hmm. they've played opponents that are a little tough to categorize, whether they're going to the pub or, or things like that. Yeah. It's a little difficult to really gauge the quality of opposition that they've played. You know, with Chester, they've had results where they get blown out by Haverford, but then they stuck with Springford pretty close. So, And even to some extent, O'Hara, they, they played yeah. O'Hara tough. 
and then they blow out Overbrook two weeks ago, and then last week they blow out Reading. Yeah. Uh, so they've scored 78 points in the last two games, mm-hmm. uh, which is really nice. Um, they have two good running backs um, in Devin Freeman and Karan Wilmore, uh, two guys that are, are sort of like thunder and lightning, um, and they have a good defense. I really like their defensive line, I, I, and I like what I saw out of a couple of their uh, DBs, like uh, Rafiq Hilliard, um, a couple of those, and there are a couple of young guys on that team, kind of making some noise. And and Ch- Ch- you know, Chester I think is in in, in a good spot. But Dante Bell is great, uh, a, a great coach for that program. Um, and I I could see them. I, you know, I don't think they are quite at Academy Park or Penwood's level, but I could see them winning three games this year in the Dome Bell. Easily. I could, yeah. I kind of see them in some ways, in their own way being maybe what Penwood was a couple years ago, kind of on that upswing. Um, Nick Lincoln oversaw that, and now he's not there anymore. Uh, I could see LaDonte Bell having that team on kind of a similar uh, upswing, you know, getting his guys in, establishing his principles, creating that identity, and, you know, I could see that. And, you know, I labored over the picks this week because I could see all three of these games being – single-digit games, and you know it's the DelVal, and something weird's going to happen in yeah. terms of, you know, there's going to be a stray safety or a special teams adventure or something that's going to shift a game. There's going to be a lot of penalties, I'm sure. There's going to be penalties. <laughs> there's going to be a score in the 20s that you didn't that you didn't know how they got to 25 points, but it's going to be entertaining football. Yeah. That's our show for this week. Uh, you can find our work in the Delco Times all weekend, thanks to the extended schedule. Uh, You can also find it online at paprepplive.com. Follow Matt Smith on Twitter at DTMattSmith. And you can follow me on Twitter at SportsDoctorMD. Thanks very much for listening.